0: Hello everybody and welcome to a Saturday edition of the Sports Source Podcast on the Cavalier Radio Podcasting Network. My name is John Williams. I'm here with my boy, Josh Sanchez. Josh, say hi to the people.
1: Hey everyone. Hey, how is everyone doing? I mean, I actually got some sleep under my belt. I'm wide awake. I'm amped up and I'm ready to talk some sports today.
0: Yeah, this is the first time that we're not recording A, late at night or B, off of like Josh coming in from work and me coming in from eight hours straight of classes. So, you know, we're going to have a little bit more energy than we generally do have on the show. On the show today, we're going to talk about the Eagles. What the hell happened last Sunday? (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to (laughs) talk about that a lot. Um, They also play the Vikings on uh, America's Game of the Week this Sunday, tomorrow. Yeah, and
1: I must say, before we get started, finally, it's not Dallas. Dallas is not America's Game of the Week.
0: It's finally the Eagles. I mean, who cares about Dallas?
1: I know, like, it was it like Dallas last week against Detroit. Game They're of the week. It, it's Detroit. They man. are absolute garbage.
0: But anyway, yeah, you is. know who's not garbage? The Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to be talking about them, too. They are on the China tour right now. And J.J. Redick, ooh, he had a, so many emotions going through his yeah, uh, yeah. his head yesterday. As he shoots 10 for 10, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a first overall pick. Who can shoot a Basketball. The sole purpose of the game. He can do it now. It's a miracle. We're going to talk about that. And we also have the MLB playoffs going on right now. And the Yankees just dropped the stinker last night. 5-4 to Boston. They play again tonight. That's going to be a big game. I have a bold prediction about that game when we get to it. But let's go back to the Eagles right now. Josh, what the hell happened Sunday? I'll pose the question to you. All
1: right. So what happened Sunday was uh, a couple things I can take away. One, we struggle with protecting Carson Wentz. And mm-hmm. I, fortunately, I was enough to talk to I met Jaws on Thursday and, uh, they, yeah? and me and him had a very interesting conversation when it came to the Eagles last week. I said, I said, what were like your biggest takeaways? One, Lane Johnson has not been good. He's, he's been he, he's been our worst lineman of the year so far. Because mm. people were like, Is it Peters? Like, what's the problem? It, no, no, like no, in terms of grade wise, because Lane Johnson, based off of his talent, Because, like, offensive linemen, they get, like, rated by the scale. And, like, it's, like, color-coded. It's, like, it goes red. Red is your garbage. Yellow, you're in the middle of the pack. And green is, like, you're exceptionally well. Last year, Lane Johnson was in the green all year. This year, he's in the yellow right now. He's not been playing up to his standards. And he's not playing up to that all-pro level he he was playing last year. And it's showing. He needs to step it up. Do I think he's going to play like that for the whole season? No, because it's Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson is an absolute beast, and he was, Chip Kelly picked him. I will give Chip Kelly his props for picking Lane Johnson there. I, even though I can't stand Chip Kelly and UCLA, they're 0-4. They are complete garbage in college. Yeah, he's in UCLA now. That's where Chip Kelly is right now. <laughs> or in UCLA, die. stinking it up. He is being awful. But anyway, offensive line not protecting Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz got hit pretty much every drop back. He's been sacked nine times in the past two weeks. At least we know he's healthy, but we need to protect him more. We don't want him to tear his leg again. Another takeaway, Rodney McLeod, his absence was definitely shown in our secondary. Jalen Mills, again, gives up big plays. Corey Davis torched him. At the end, a rookie number 29. He slipped. It happened. But my biggest takeaway from the game was, that, it, that my, not my biggest takeaway, My the biggest play of the game, it was fourth down and 15. Fourth and 15. The game is over. This is where I talked to Jaws about. I asked him, I said, what the hell happened? on that 4th and 15 play. Number 24, I think his last name's Graham. He had inside help. The linebacker was going to help him on the inside. All he had to do was cover the outside. When I tell you the receiver from Tennessee literally just ran 18 yards and ran it out, and the corner did not do anything, and they got the first down, that was the play of the game to me. Because, like, it's fourth down and 15. We have all the momentum. All we had to, like, we had, we play literally, you know what the Eagles do on, on fourth downs. We play like eight guys at the line of scrimmage, daring you to throw it short. So we'll just make the tackle. But, like, this man literally just did an out route, 18 yards, first down. The cornerback didn't even do anything. Like, you have one job. Your one job is to guard the outside. Even Jaws said it. Jaws said it. He said he's supposed to take the outside. He has inside help. Now, if he did not have inside help, I would understand that. But he had. Inside help. There was a linebacker right there. It was just plain stupidity. And then on fourth down and five, that pass interference penalty, it was an an iffy call. But, I mean, that's okay. And then, obviously, the the Deion Lewis big play. And then the touchdown to Corey Graham. So, it was heartbreaking. It was. But, I mean, we're 2-2. and Eagles are 2-2. and The division is not that good. It's going to come down to the division games. It's going to come down to Eagles versus Giants. They play next week on Thursday night. Eagles versus Dallas later in the year. Eagles versus Redskins. That's what's going to come down to, and whoever wins those games is going to win the division. Now, I think out of all four teams, the Eagles are clearly the better team. Um, even though the Giants, they have gotten better with their run game, uh, there's still question marks with their offensive line. With the Eagles, you know our offensive line is good. They just, they just Lane Johnson just needs to step it up. That's just what that's just what it's come down to. But um, yeah, it's going to come down to division games. That's what that's what this season's going to come down to this year
0: so two things the first is going off of the defense Jalen Mills dude what happened I'll tell you one thing the Eagles could at least do how's about having your cornerbacks play up on the damn wide receivers a little bit more you're giving them so much room that they could just run those quick passes in there it ain't rocket science and listen Jim Schwartz has done a fantastic job with that defense since he got here a couple years ago, but man, you got to make some adjustments. You can't keep throwing up the same thing over and over again and hope that it one day decides to work. It ain't going to work. So mm-hmm. my question to you, Josh, do you think that they should put Sidney Jones in Jalen Mills spot right now?
1: Uh, I think right now you got to go with like, we, we, we need to change it up because it's not working out. Like, the Buccaneers game we lost to Jalen Mills gave up that seventy-five yard bomb to Deshaun Jackson. Jalen Mills is a good, solid player. He is like a lot of stuff that he does really well. In fans don't notice it. He's really good on the, against the run. He's really good with stopping the run and helping out. But like when he makes a mistake, it's really bad. Like it, it's like fifty yard bomb bad. Like he's it, slow. Yeah, and and I mean he. I'm and I mean, I I get it. I would definitely, I would, I would definitely make the move. I would definitely, cause Sidney Jones he got beat a couple times too, and he's still learning. He's still coming off of his Achilles injury. I would first, I wouldn't try Sidney Jones first. I would probably try Ronald Darby first. Give him, just give him a little curveball and then mix in Mills with Darby right now, cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't give Mills the complete responsibility of a number two corner because what teams are gonna do? It doesn't matter what number Mills is, they're gonna put their best receiver on him. And mm. they're going to have, like, uh, Darby, and they're going to have, like, other guys. So, uh, not not Darby. I'm talking about uh, Rasul Douglas. Mm. Give Douglas a shot. Not Darby, my bad. Give Douglas a shot first and see how it goes with Douglas. Because we need to, we need to change it up a little bit. Because teams are game-planning us. They're saying, look, Jalen Mills is on that side. We're going to take at least a couple big shots a game. And, like, honestly, like, during that overtime drive, like, wasn't I don't know if he was beat earlier, but the, remember the Tennessee guy dropped it. Mm-hmm. Like that was the game right there. Like he should have caught should've that. Should have been. Yeah, that was the game. But yeah, like I would just I would try Rasul Douglas first and then see how it goes.
0: The other thing, Jason Peters, man, he looks washed. Like it, the Eagles are in it. deep doo doo. <laughs> Jason Peters doesn't turn this around. But at his age, I don't know if it's possible.
1: I mean I mean, he is a good solid he's a good solid tackle. He's not the player he once was. I mean, he's thirty five years old. And he then he then he tore he like
0: Yeah, he's broke. coming off a of major injury. Yeah, he's coming
1: off a of major injury. He's thirty five years old. So we need we need to have a we need to have like a little bit of a rotation. That's what I think. Yeah, you need to put in Vitai a little bit. Put in put in Peters. That's I mean, the other
0: thing. Vitai has not look good either. Yeah, no, so it's, it's like just, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place with the Eagles' offensive line right now. Yeah, and
1: I and I think that's defenses. Like they saw how successful our offense was last year, especially our offensive line. And that's the thing. Like when you're a Super Bowl champion, teams are going to make game plans and, and are going to steal plays from you. Teams are going to like look. That offense was a top offense last year. How how are we going to stop that? And that's what that's what teams are starting to learn a little bit about the Chiefs now. Like the Chiefs, like they always do, really good in like the first four or the, like the first half of the season, and then teams start figuring out this is not college. Like college, it takes a while for teams to figure out your scheme if they even do figure out your scheme in the pros. If they know if the, if they notice success by a tiny sliver, they will find a way to game plan it because yep. the coaches are smarter, the players are smarter, and that's sort of like what I'm seeing with this line. Like we're we're getting a lot of like. Stuff that we haven't seen because people are adjusting to our offense. Our offense was so good, like their run PO, like that, like that's like that was a huge thing. Like now everyone's doing run PO options now because of what the Eagles started doing in the Super Bowl because they saw success. And I mean, our defense, we got torched. Our defense got torched by Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It was awful. He threw hey, for five hundred yards. yards. So I mean, like, like we like we've shown flashes of concern, but I mean, is there any concern right now? No, I'm not panicking because. Dallas is two and two. New York's one and three. And Washington's two and one. There's there's nothing to worry about. The division, where Eagles are probably gonna be a ten and six football team. Ten and six. Eleven and five. Not we're not gonna get a buy. We're not gonna get a buy like last year because the Rams are really clicking. Even though I think they're gonna cool off a little bit soon. But I, but like right now the NFC is very tough. So I, do I see us getting a buy? We have the chance to. But these two losses earlier probably gonna that we're probably not going to get a bye, but I see us as a playoff team, definitely.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that was kind of concerning to me, especially considering that the Eagles were up in the game for so much of it, why did they only run the ball 22 times and they threw the ball 50 times? you got to have some more balance, especially in a game when you're winning, you have the lead, why wouldn't you run the ball more? Yeah, you're right. And like J.H.I.A. had a really good game, yeah, he, he had did. Fifteen carries for seventy yards. Wendell Smallwood continues to impress. I know you didn't have Corey Clement, but like you still have versatile running backs yeah. at your disposal. You gotta use that to your advantage. You know. Yeah. You gotta keep the defense on their toes. So the Eagles weren't able to do that. They lo- they lost twenty six to twenty three in overtime. They take on the Vikings this Sunday. Josh, what are three keys to the game? you think for the Eagles.
1: Now, the the, the three keys because the Minnesota Vikings it, as shocking as this sounds because they have Dalvin Cook and they have a they have good running backs, they throw the ball for an NFL high 74% of the time. Yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous to me. So Doesn't bode well for yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, so what this means for the Eagles is is the exact opposite of last week. Last week we thought Tennessee is a run-heavy team, so we don't have to worry about the pass. It was like our strength is stopping the run; their strength is running the ball. It's not going to look good. So now this is the exact opposite. Our weakness is defending the pass, and Minnesota defense throws the ball really well. Adam Thielen, uh, my Steph- boy Adam, yeah, Thielen. yeah, yeah, I know he's your boy. He he is your boy. He's a stud. Kyle Rudolph, a stud. Stefan Diggs, a stud. They they have a good. They have a great passing game. Kirk Cousins can throw the rock. He can throw the ball. He is a beast gonna our, de- our pass defense is going to be huge. Our pass rush needs to be huge. Because Minnesota, their line struggles. Their line is not the best. So our defensive line should definitely take advantage of them. On the offensive side of the ball, just protecting Carson Wentz. If we give Wentz time, we are going to torch the Vikings defense. Ever since the Eagles' NFC title game, the NFC title game where the Eagles exposed the Vikings, we exposed them, the Vikings defense has been one of the worst in football. And it's shocking to me. And even they're shocked by it because at once that was their strength. Their strength was defense, and their offense was iffy. Now it's starting to turn. It's starting to flip. Offense has now become the strength. Defense has struggled. They gave up 38 to the Rams. They gave up—I forget how many—they gave up to the Packers. The Packers literally, like, like Aaron Rodgers with one leg was torching them. I mean, like, I'm—I'm I'm just saying, like, the Vikings' defense has not been up to par. So if we give Wentz time, Aguilar will get open. Ertz will get open. I think Aguilar is going to step up. He did have three drops last week, but he's going to step yeah. up. We're allowed to have a bad game.
0: Yeah, People are crushing Aguilar. Yeah, Listen, he, he, he like, had yeah. a bad night. Yeah. Aguilar has been ridiculously good these last year and a half yeah. almost. Like, yeah. and, and, calm and, down. Yeah.
1: And against the Bucks, he had like a 60-yard touchdown. So, like, there, there's no room to panic for him. And, I mean, Jordan adding Jordan Matthews, he helps out a little bit. Alshon Jeffrey definitely being back. Jeffrey
0: bad. had a monster he game. Is, if you can take any positives out of that, you, it's Alshon Jeffrey. Man,
1: Godart needs to do a little bit better. Last week was rough for him, but he's a rookie. But again, like we have the offensive weapons, we just need to give Wentz time. If we give Wentz time, we can score more points. And and finishing drives is another key. We can't be kicking field goals like that. Overtime that overtime field goal hurt. Yeah, I wanted seven. The game should have been over.
0: Yeah, and Jake Elliott's not exactly the most reliable kicker yeah, anyway. He, I mean, no,
1: he's a good, solid kicker.
0: He's a good, solid. I, no, I, I'm not close from close range, man. Yeah, he's, he
1: can kick the long <laughs> stuff, does <just> not <laughs> Which cliff.
0: makes no sense to me. I,
1: it, that's that's, that's <laughs> kickers for you. That's kickers for
0: you. Yeah, well, that's kind of how the season's been for kickers <laughs> overall in the NFL, I suppose. Uh, Eagles, Vikings, Sunday, Fox. Um, you won't want to miss that NFC Championship game rematch. Um, so, Josh, next, let's talk about our bet of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay? All
1: right. My, so, yeah.
0: yeah, you can go first on this one.
1: All right, so my bet of the week. So we're, we're sticking to the NFL. So so my bet of the week as I'm pulling up the NFL teams, I would definitely bet I really, I really like this game. I would bet the Texans over the Cowboys Sunday night. Houston's only a 3.5 favorite. I think that uh, the the Houston Texans they need this win more than Dallas needs the win. Because Houston they're 1 in 3 right now. They they're coming off of an emotional win against the Colts. They need to get back into the vision and this is a huge game for them. The Sean Watson, I think their offense going to put up a lot of points. I I don't Dallas's defense, I know they've gotten better. But I think Sean Lee, Sean Lee, as I'm checking right now, Sean Lee is doubtful for the game. Yeah. So we all know when Sean Lee is doubtful the the Cowboys line is different. And I think J.J. Watt and his defensive line, I think they're going to stop Ezekiel Elliott really good, and they're going to put pressure on Dak Prescott to throw the ball. And and I get it. The Marcus Lawrence is a really good defensive end, and Houston really struggles with protecting the quarterback. But I'll bet the Texans, that's my bet of the week.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the under in the Chiefs-Jaguars game, and I know what you're thinking. Patrick Mahomes, he's been unbelievable. <laughs> And you're absolutely right. He has been unbelievable, but he has not faced the Jaguars' defense. That defense is tough. And if you want to see a good matchup, and I think what is the AFC championship game preview, and take that for what you want as my bold prediction. I see. Listen, I just think that it's going to be a close game. I do think the Chiefs prevail. You know, the Leonard Fournette injury kills the Jaguars, even though T.J. Yeldon has been pretty good in his absence, but I think that's another reason I'd prefer to take the under. So the unders, um, they're the unders, forty nine points. Forty nine points. So that's like saying, all right, each team is like gonna score twenty four and a half.
1: And the Jaguars have one of the worst offenses in football. Fournette's not
0: playing either. I think like it's gonna be like a 21-17 type yeah. game. So give me the under, and it's a minus one ten. So it's like not like a crazy yeah. you know, line either. So I'm taking that, and I'm taking that all the way to the bank. That was <laughs> one of the two bets I placed for this weekend. Okay. The other so, one is a bonus bet, was uh, Eagles over to Vikings. Because okay. Eagles at home,
1: come and, on. And just to give you a quick update about my college bets so far. College bets have been doing really yeah, well. Yeah, Josh
0: has been uh, bragging about that all afternoon. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I bet Texas. Texas was an eight-point favorite against Oklahoma. They are winning 24-10 to 10 as we speak. I bet Northwestern, Northwestern is a eleven point favorite. They're beating Michigan State fourteen to six at halftime. And I also bet NC State, NC State's right now, is at the Boston College like twenty yard line and it's seven to three and they were four point favorites. So that one's close. That one's gonna come down to the wire. Okay. But so far so good. I'm happy. I'm 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 really good right now.
0: Now, real quick while we're on the subject of college, what did you think about the Ohio State Penn State game?
1: Oh the Ohio State Penn State game was awesome. I mean as a I mean I don't really care about Penn State like that. I mean I like them, but my favorite team is Clemson. I've always been a Clemson guy. But um
0: you should talk to Mr. Fonty about that.
1: Oh, oh of course. I, I love Clemson. Even though that that now that game last week was interesting, but um but yeah, it was a great game, classic game, classic Ohio State Penn State game. I mean Penn State, there's nothing to worry about. All they have, now there's no more room for error. They have to win out. They have to win all their games. And I think they'll still make the playoff. Because if your only losses to Ohio State, which is the second-ranked team in the country, by only one point, you're good. You just have to win out and see where it goes from there. They won't play in the Big Ten championship game, obviously. But they're, they're, in this, they're in the exact same situation Ohio State, no, Alabama was last year. Alabama, they lost to Auburn. They did not play in the SEC title game. But since Georgia beat Auburn in the SEC title game, Alabama got in as a four seed, and I absolutely
0: hate. E- even, yeah, even though,
1: even though I absolutely hated that. Yeah, I think the rankings are a complete joke. They need to expand it to eight teams. That's what I think. Expand it to eight teams.
0: I actually, have like a legitimate, but it's hard. No, because the different because UCF,
1: like, UCF was undefeated, and they didn't get into the playoff because they they're not the four best teams. And I yes, I am doing air quotes as I'm saying it. They're not the four yes, best I can, teams. I can confirm this he And they need they need to expand it to eight teams. So that way you can get a Cinderella story like UCF into the college football playoff and see how they do. Because they kicked all they kicked Auburn's butt in the bowl game. They showed why that that they're a legit team. And they're doing great this year too. They're still undefeated this year too. And they're only ranked sixteenth and they're undefeated. So that, that that's what the NFL, not the NFL, the NCAA system needs to change and expand it from four teams to eight. Get more teams on there so then we'll have an interesting playoff because it's the same same teams every year. It's Clemson, Alabama, you get a Big Ten team, and then it's a toss-up between the Big 12 or the Pac-12. That's how it is every year. Yeah. Except last year, they had two SEC teams. And then and that's the thing, like, they made the playoff. I, I know I'm going a little around. They, they made this playoff because they did not want two of the same conference in the final, and what was the final last year? Georgia versus Alabama. So, what are you trying to? What message are you telling us? You don't want to have two teams from the same conference in the title game, but yet last year there was two teams in the same conference in the title game.
0: <laughs> You're not making sense. Like it makes no sense. NCAA is a stupid, stupid, idiotic organization. Yeah, and, you all, and yeah, that's you, why yeah. I do not support them and put my time into watching. Yes, yeah, it's, in.
1: it, it's stupid. It's, it's real stupid.
0: You know it's not stupid though. The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, yeah. Man, we need Markel some Fultz, baby. He did it. He did it. He hit a three pointer. He did it. The greatest moment of my life, Josh. You were there. I saw the Tell the people. Tell the people.
1: Yes, I was there. Me and uh me and my girlfriend went to the Sixers game on Monday night and we saw Fultz wide open in the corner and we're all like, oh my goodness. And he flashed it. His form actually looks really good. It, do,
0: it looks like he. it looked in college. Yes. Which he, is it, all it we're looks asking.
1: He looks comfortable when he's playing. He's taking yeah. mid-range shots. He's hitting a couple of his mid-range shots. He's really good on the pick-and-roll mid-range game. He can hit the corner three. So he, he's slowly getting there. And I'm I, as a fan, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So. And, like, listen, he might not be hitting all the shots right now. I think he's a combined, like, one for six from three. But that doesn't matter. He's taking them. The form looks good. Yeah. They're they're eventually gonna go in. It's just yes. the timing right now. Yes. So listen, if he could shoot threes, then that kind of helps with the next topic we're gonna go into. JJ Redick off the bench. If Markel Fultz can shoot threes, JJ Redick off the bench is fantastic yes. for that second it, unit. Yeah, it's
1: a great great second unit thing because he's gonna go up against. Like I, I noticed this last year when the Sixers played, like they would game plan to stop him shooting. That's what Boston did really well. My girlfriend is a Boston fan, so I'm gonna give Boston props, even though, even though they make me. I, sick. I don't think I can look. Nah, like them no, no, no. She has family up there, so she has a legit reason nah, to like know. them. But anyway, like what Boston did really well against the 76ers in game planning against us was they took away our outside shooting. They dared us to take it in the paint, and we should have took it to the paint. But anyway, that yeah. was Brett Brown being an idiot. I won't call him out for that because Embiid against Aaron Baines, like that's all day. Baines, he's tall, can't—he's tall, slow. Embiid is powerful.
0: I also anyway. put that on Embiid a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was also so on him a little bit, too, yeah. You got to know how— but yeah. your Embiid, you're just so dominant. Yes. Like, and now he's starting to realize it, and yeah. he's like, wait, I could just pummel these guys? Yeah, like, like they're too little. That's an option? Yeah, like, oh, all right. Like he's, he's going to drive in there.
1: Yeah, he completely schooled Vucevic when I saw on a
0: on Monday night. Made but him his little boy. Yes, yeah, that's I know. what it was. And Mo Bamba. Speaking yeah, yeah, of yeah, little yeah. boy, yeah, son, sit down. <laughs> and Embiid called him out on uh, Instagram too. Oh. I love Joel, man. Oh. I love him so much.
1: But but yeah, that's what teens did really well was they game planned against the Sixers and they and they and they stopped our shooting and getting and adding J.J. Reddick Redick to the bench. Now he's going up against the second unit. The players are not as good. Yeah. So J.J. Reddick's going to get more wide-open opportunities to shoot the ball, and he's going to hit it more.
0: Yeah, so. and J.J., the other thing, I felt kind of going into the playoffs, he kind of looked a little tired, like some tired legs type stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, because like— so if yeah. He play, Listen, if he plays less minutes, he's probably going to be more efficient for one of the games we really count, and that's yes. in the playoffs. Um, So I think that is a fantastic decision. And then you have a second unit of TJ, JJ, and then Wilson Chandler. Hopefully he gets healthy. Muscala and you have Amir. That's a fine second unit. And then Landry Shamit has looked fantastic Mm -hmm. um, shooting the ball in preseason. So maybe him and Zaire Smith, when they're healthy, they could – Fill into that rotation. I'm telling you, man. I think the Sixers are going to have a big year. This is this is their year, and we're going to talk about a full Sixers preview next week. Okay. So we'll we'll kind of stop there with the Sixers just because we're a little light on time. Okay. But man, they're going to be they're going to be something else. Yes, they are. So MLB playoffs. We're since we are pressed for time, like I said. Yeah. We're each going to give our predictions for what's going to happen. Okay. So, Josh, I don't know if you want to go first or you want me to go first, but we'll uh, start making our predictions. All
1: right, so my predictions are for the ALCS. I see I see. huge... I. This is going to be tough. The ALCS, I, I, I agree. I, I read your Twitter yesterday, and you said whoever wins game two of the ALDS between the Red Sox and Yankees is going to win the series. I really, even though the Red Sox won that game... I felt like New York should have won that game. The
0: bullpen looked bad. I don't know why they took sale out so early. Yeah, yeah,
1: the bullpen of the Red Sox looked really bad game one. And I was like and I was like I felt like Boston won the battle, but I think New York's going to win the war. I I think it's going to be That's what I like to hear. I I I, I think I think it's going to be <laughs> Let's a rematch. Go. I I got I got Houston and New York in the ALCS. And I and I, I I see I see Houston going back to the World Series. They look really good.
0: Honestly, I think any of these AL teams. Yeah, like yeah whoever yeah, makes yeah. it out of the AL is winning the, the World Series. Yeah, the
1: the AL looks so stacked. Like Houston won 103 games, and no one talks about it. Red Sox won 108. New York won over 100. And it were at a wild card. Yeah, and, and New York is the wild card team. Like that just shows you how stacked the AL is. In the NL, um, I in the NL the Dodgers are gonna fold. So I have the Brewers. I think they'll beat the Braves. They'll sweep the Braves. I mean,
0: yeah, so. the Braves are the first team since 1921 to be shut out. Yeah, in back to back games. games. Yeah,
1: because they're they're a young team. They're not there yet. This yeah. is this is like their this is like how I felt the Sixers were gonna be, like the Sixers versus Boston series. Like they're young. They have the talent, but they're just not there yet. They, like They just need to develop a little bit more. But anyway, I got my World Series. I got Astros, Brewers, and I got the Astros winning it all. Again, I think they're going back-to-back. They look really good. Wow. Springer, Altuve, I, I think they'll go back-to-back, and I think that'll be the last time that they'll win, though. I think someone else is going to win.
0: Sweet. All right, so this is what I got. So Milwaukee's winning the— Rockies series 2 0. Yeah. They're going to win that series. I like the Rockies too. Yeah. But I think the Brewers are good. Dodgers are going to sweep the Braves. That's mm-hmm. the Braves never had a chance. I thought the Braves were the worst team in the playoffs, and I yeah, didn't think are. it was very close. Um, Brewers, Dodgers. We all know the Dodgers are going to fold like cheap tents. <laughs> like we all we know that that's going to happen. We've seen this movie so many they times. They do it every year. Literally every single every year. year. It's like Home Alone. It's on every <laughs> year, just on repeat all the time. <laughs> so, listen, Brewers are going to the World Series, right? Yeah. I love the Brewers. Like, if the Yankees somehow lose, <laughs> I'm rooting for the Brewers. Like, that's just what's going to happen. So, we go to the Astros and the Indians. I think the Indians are the best 80 something win team in the playoffs like <laughs> that could have been in the playoffs. They're a damn good team. Yeah. I don't understand in that tire fire of a division how they don't have more wins than they yeah, do. Yeah, no. But I do think the uh the Astros are going to beat them, but I think it's going to be in four games. Okay. All right. Yankees Red Sox like I said. I think that's going to go five. Well, Yankees Red Sox or Astros Indians.
1: I uh, no no I I think Astros Indians is going to go. I think I think Astros are going to I like your prediction in four. I like Yankees Red Sox. I think if I if I because I'm predicting the Yankees to win, so I think the Yankees are going to win in three and four. I think they're going to win three straight.
0: I think regardless the series going five. It's going five. Okay. I think regardless it's going five because it's Yankees Red Sox. Yeah, like, yeah it's, on, class. it's classic. It's <laughs> classic. Aaron, yeah. Aaron Hicks is a big injury for the Yankees. He's a tremendous player both in the outfield and at the plate. But man, like you said, well, like you said, first of all. Yeah, I did tweet yesterday. Whoever wins tonight, so we're recording this on Saturday yeah. afternoon. Whoever wins Saturday night is going to win the series. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to win the series in five, yeah. or yeah. I, if the Yankees somehow win tonight, I could see them winning in four. Yeah,
1: I just, I'm just, I, I just felt like last night, like Boston may have won the game, but I was like, New York is right there, and they had opportunities. John Carlos Stanton, you're. Bases loaded, no one out in the seventh inning. Like, and it's John Carlos Stanton. Like, he's not going to strike out again in that situation. He might, but, but like, if you give him that situation ten times, I bet you at least he's doing. He's he's at least putting contact on the ball at least.
0: He had a rough night.
1: At least like sixty percent of the time. Yeah, he
0: had yeah. a very rough night.
1: Grand, grand Slam, ten percent of the. You time. know
0: who I'm in love so, with? Who, Mr. Luke Voigt. Okay, that man is a baller. I love him. He's got like the the buttons like undone. Yeah. Like he looks like <laughs> something out of like a eighties movie. Like hell yeah, Luke. Like <laughs> just rock and roll, man. I love it. Okay. So I think the Yankees are gonna win the series. I might just be saying this because I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell anymore. I have no idea. But if it's Yankee so this is my thing. Whoever wins this series We'll go to the World Series. Okay. And then whoever wins this series will win the World Series against the Brewers. Okay. But I don't, I literally don't know who's going to win this series. My brain tells me Red Sox. My heart tells me Yankees. And I'm very confused. So until the confusion is over after tonight's showdown in Boston, I won't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, so I'm
0: copping out. It's basically what I'm telling you. I,
1: I, just really like Houston. Like I was watching them yesterday, and and their offense is just explosive. Springer, oh, their
0: offense is Springer, ridiculous.
1: Springer, Altuve, Absolutely. Bregman, like, and Carlos Correa. Like my boy Carlos Correa, gotta give a shout out. Puerto Rico.
0: I, screw po- Carlos Correa. Puerto, he killed Puerto us Rico. In the playoffs. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Killed us a- in the playoffs last year, man. Oh my God, he was the like the guy for the Astros too that like put the nail in the coffin.
1: This is what I love about the Astros. Literally, all those guys I named, they all have Spanish blood, man. all, all have <laughs> Spanish blood. I love it. Bring out the Spanish people, man. We need more Spanish people out there. Football, we, we need a quarterback. Yeah. Domingo Rodriguez, quarterback. We we need somebody. We need we need somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, nah, the listen, the Astros are just oh, ridiculous. And the the same thing applies that applied to last year. You get to their bullpen. Oh no, it's bad. That is the Achilles heel. <laughs> so that's all you need to do. The Yankees <laughs> did a great job at the very least getting to the Red Sox bullpen yesterday. Yeah. They made Craig Kimbrell poop his pants on the first yeah, at bat with yeah. Aaron, Aaron Judge. Judge. Aaron Judge, baby. Let me tell you, five home runs in his last seven playoff games, that uh babe. There we go. <laughs> All right, so that's a grown man right there. That's yeah, like, a six. big boy, he's a big boy, six, six. seven, like two sixty, <laughs> oh like, God. and he runs the way he does. Like that man is a locomotive. Like, man. damn, it's a beast. I love Aaron Judge; he's the man. But Kimbrel did end up striking out so yeah, the side. So hell, am I? I mean, I mean you know, what do I know? But Stan's
1: not going to go zero for five with four strikeouts. He know? better not.
0: Stanton's the only player to strike out five times in multiple games in a season for the Yankees (laughs) in like 20 years. So, you know who Stanton is? Stanton is this generation's A-Rod. I have a feeling. I have a really bad feeling about this. Which I I would say, oh, A-Rod, like, you know, legendary player. Yeah, A-Rod, the guy who hit in one damn playoff series and then do jack crap for the rest of the playoffs in his entire career. So, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully he's a little bit better.
1: Bold but. prediction. Stan will hit a home run tonight. Three run homer.
0: Dude, I hope so. Over I hope so. Monster. Can you predict that he hits a grand slam? Maybe that will happen. Nah, uh, I'm kind it.
1: Calling a three run homer, Stan over to Green Monster.
0: Over to Green Monster. Over okay. to Green Monster. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. All right. There it is. So, all right. So we're both saying, you said Astros. I'm saying the winner of tonight's game. <laughs> okay. So that's,
1: those are our predictions. Uh, so you're not clear. You're not giving a
0: clear prediction. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm copping out. I am the king okay. of cop-outs. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to sit on my throne, and I'm just okay. going to enjoy it See, I'm until a, I'm tonight. One of the Yankees, the Yankees, please don't upset me, guys. Like, please, you're all I have to live for for the next, like, three weeks. Please. Okay. Anyway. So we did the bet of the week. Yeah. Let's do the hot takes of the week. Hot take. So we're gonna rapid fire hot takes right, of the week. Take, yeah, then we're I gonna know. do good apple of the week, and then we're gonna do um segment to be named later. Yeah,
1: segment to be named later. Okay. All right. So my hot take, my hot take. Um, I'm gonna go with. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with football. I think. My hot. My hot take is. Uh, nah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do a hot take. You ready? Yeah. So my I'm hot ready. take. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for four touchdowns against this Jaguars defense. This no, week.
0: I can't. I bet at the under. I know. No. That's my hot
1: take. I'm going against you. <laughs> that's my hot take. Patrick Mahomes, four <laughs> touchdowns. Blake Bortles, none. He throws three picks.
0: All right, that's fine. Okay, at least cool. The score will yeah, it's be under it'll still be under. It'll just all be right. the Chiefs. Yeah. All right, good. I, I'm fine with that. My All right, so this is my hot take. and Josh, All right. let me tell you. This hot take, it, it makes me very sad. Oh, no. I don't like it. I feel dirty thinking about it. I feel dirty about to say it. This might be the saddest moment of my life, actually. Dang, that's, that's, that's deep. But I'm going to tell you what my hot take is. Okay. The Philadelphia Flyers are going to win the Metropolitan Division. <gasps>
1: I said that the Flyers. You think so you think the Flyers are gonna win? Wow! Why, I think why, the Flyers.
0: Listen, that team is so deep, and listen, I, the forward group is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. This is
1: coming from a Rangers fan, so please save this recording. I, I know,
0: <laughs> like the Flyers forward depth is ridiculous. You have Claude Giroux, who almost won the you know the heart. You. You have Jacob Voracek, who's a monster. Sean Gatoria is one of the top 10 two-way forwards in the NHL. I almost said the NFL, but that would also be true, I guess, <laughs> technically. Um, <laughs> their forward depth throughout the lineup now. My biggest complaint with the Flyers, besides the goaltending over the years, is they have no bottom six depth. Mm-hmm. But now you got guys like um, Oscar Lindbaum in there. Scott Lauden's gonna have a big year. Mikhail Vor- Vioriev, I can't say his name, but that means he's good. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Because that's how general. No, works. That,
1: that, that's how all hockey names are. It's like Vioriev yeah. and Savakian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder how he's gonna do this year. I, 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 <laughs> <yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> but um, listen, they're good. Man, this sucks. I don't like giving this hot take, man. I they're love deep it. I'm at, enjoying this, it. Is, this feels like a eulogy for me. Uh, more than a hot take, honestly. <laughs> but their defense, man, too. Like Gossesbier had 53 assists last year. That man's only getting better. Ivan Provorov, dude is a stud. He's going to be a Norris Trophy winner eventually. You got guys like Robert Haig is going to have a big year as well, I think, of the backhand. I've always been a ginormous Travis Sanheim fan. And then you got guys, they just claim Calvin Picard, which is, I think, the... St- the weirdest move I've ever heard Considering they have like 86 goalies oh, man. But I think that You know I, I think this team is so deep That they're going to make a run The Penguins got worse The Capitals I think they haven't They've scored 13 goals in 2 games I think the Capitals have gotten A little bit worse Just a little bit
1: I uh, I mean the Capitals, their confidence is at an all time oh, high. Oh yeah, of course. Honestly, I think they're gonna they're
0: gonna the favorites to win the division. I'm just saying that Flyers I've i I've been high on all coming into the year. I think the Flyers are gonna win the division. And okay. more than ever, I hope that I'm wrong. Okay. More okay. than ever. Um all right. So good apple.
1: Uh my my good apple of the week, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, they had a big win in Wrigley Field. Big shout out to them. Like no one saw that coming. No one saw the Rockies were going to come in the Wrigley Field and just play the way that they did. Uh, they came in. They took the. They took the. Um. They took the Cubs to 13 innings. They completely upsetted the Cubs. So the Rockies are my good apple of the week. Big shout out to them as a team. Even if they get swept by the Brewers, this season is a, is a success for them. So
0: my good apple of the week. I think he's been my good apple of the week like three times already since we started doing the podcast this semester. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> dude, like I just can't even find enough. Adju- I can't find enough adjectives for this guy. The left-handed uh, throw the other day, like leading the team he to a touch. Left-handed leading a team. Football left-handed. To a, like that late comeback against the Broncos on Monday Night Football with a touchdown late in the fourth on quarter. the road. On the road, in Denver, the altitude, yes. like, man, Patrick yes. Mahomes, man, he is something else. Yes, he is. So, you know, he's going to be my good apple of the week. And then the segment formerly known as Weasel of the Week, and we're looking, We got to change it. We got to change it. that name, because apparently it was somebody else's name, <laughs> and... A former co-host never told us. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, hell hella, hella shade. Hella shade. Hella shade.
0: My weasel of the week, or um, you know, thing of the week that is bad. <laughs> thing of the week that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> is Brad Marshan of the Boston Bruins. Now, if you haven't seen it, Capitals are up seven nothing on banner raising night. Oh right?
1: my goodness. They're killing them.
0: And then Brad Marchand goes and finds the guy who scored the seventh goal, takes off his gloves, and starts beating him to a pulp without, like, (laughs) permission to fight. And I don't think there has been a suspension yet. So, Brad Marchand, I'm going to be honest. I would say I'm going to look right into the camera and say this to you, but this is a radio podcast, (laughs) so I can't do that. But, Brad Marchand, you are a rat looking scumbag (laughs) and I ain't backing off of that you are a loser and I hope the NHL suspends you for 20 games just like they did to Tom Wilson which shout out to the player safety office of the NHL for actually getting something right they probably should have been my good apple of the week but eh, a little double trouble for me Josh take it away
1: my weasel of the week I talked about this earlier this week the Chicago Cubs Mm-hmm. Where are you? You won this. You won the World Series. <clears throat> my fault. <clears throat> clear up my chest. Woo! <laughs> man, the Chicago Cubs. You may have won the World Series in 2016, but man, this year was a huge disappointment for you guys. You Thank guys her. go from having a five-game lead of the division, pretty much, like coming into September, pretty much dominating. We all know you guys got Cole Hamels. Oh yeah, he's the savior, the next Justin Verlander. He's coming in. Oh five and Which zero in nobody August. Nobody said ever. But and then, no, no. People are saying Justin Verlander. Well, he went five and zero in August.
0: Those people should be irrelevant. John, he care. went five and zero in August. I don't care. That's what a perfect month.
1: That's a perfect month.
0: It is fine. Whatever.
1: Cole Hamels goes five and nine. Right, Cubs were like, yeah, we got this. It's in the bag. You know how Joe Madden is? a cocky manager thinks he he thinks he knows it all and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, here come the Brewers. They come. They come rolling in. The brew crew. The brew crew. They come in. They 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 steal the hearts of the Cubs in Game One Sixty Three because they tied the division in Game One Sixty Two. Like I said. And then they go in the Wrigley and just make all the Cubs fans cry. They win three to one, and then all of a sudden, and they uh, won
0: me money. Yeah, and they, I,
1: and they won John money by the way. Congrats! Cause I, t- I I told you, Brewers gonna win that game. Uh, of
0: course, but I told myself that. Uh, you, you told you, tell I, me I, You
1: know, I was I talked you into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah,
0: and then okay, and continue. And then
1: the Cubs, the Colorado Rockies, just come off of a heartbreak loss in Los Angeles. They take the flight all the way to Wrigley Field on the, the very next day. By the way. And they just completely shocked the world and defeat the Cubs in 13 innings. So, Joe Madden, you go from from being Mr. Hotshot. Oh, yeah, we have this in the bag. Because you know how he is on the in the press conference. Yeah, we have this in the bag. We're the better team. We're the best team. Well, guess what? You're not. Enjoy enjoy your margaritas in uh, an island. Or Delgado Island. Hey, Delgado, Delgado island.
0: island. A long-time and, uh, sports source reference. Yeah, long-time sports source reference.
1: reference. Enjoy your vacation in Delgado Island. Bye, bye, Cubs.
0: <laughs> I like it, and that is how we're gonna end it with a good old Delgado Island reference. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, the island is based off of Carlos Delgado because we still don't know where the hell he is. Um. <laughs> so that's it for Sports Source yeah. today. We'll be back at our regular time next Thursday night when my life isn't a complete disaster.
1: Same here, same here.
0: So uh, enjoy it. Give us a. Can you give us ratings on Spotify? Does that work? Is that is that a thing? I don't know. No? I, gotta, I gotta check. All right. I gotta well, check. if you can give us a rating, that would be nice. If you can't, I understand. I wouldn't give me a rating on it. Yeah, and
1: I, and I'll, I'll figure out Apple Podcasts by next week. So.
0: Yeah, we're gonna figure out Apple Podcasts because yeah. that's where I listen to podcasts. And, okay. And, you know, no yeah. offense to anybody that hosts our site, or our podcast. Cause that would be mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, catch us next week. Peace.